This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The number itself is meaningless. I mean, I, I read Joe Manchin's statement. I've listened to him. He has no understanding of how the, uh, the, the federal government uh, monetary system works. When he, when he compared it yesterday to his household income, that has no relevance to what we can do. It's not a question of what we can afford. The, the federal government can afford anything that it feels it needs to do. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Oh, I guess i got to push a little button there to make the microphone work, don't I? <laughs> it's Friday. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Oh, look, there's little Joaquin, Joaquin Castro on MSNB Puke. Talking about the, uh, the infrastructure bill that is going to be uh, uh, voted on in the House today. And it's going to ruin all of our lives. <laughs> uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, if you care to join the show. Oh, the, and, and the, the McRib gets its own news story. The McRib, Chris is all happy. The McRib's coming back, what, November 1st? What's the sodium count on a McRib, man? That would probably freaking kill me now at this point. Um, too much. D- d- way too much. You know what I can eat at McDonald's? With my new heart condition. All right. You know what I had last? The family unit went to McDonald's. You know what I had last night? Six chicken nuggets. Okay. Six chicken nuggets. That's what old Sean gets. No fries. Just six nuggets. But you get a toy. See how you are. I can't eat anything at McDonald's. Well, you know. Well, I know. Well, I'm in the same boat now. I'm, they I, they well, serve I can water. Have, I can, the water. I can have the nuggets, and I can only have six. Or I can have the fillet of fish. Oh boy, that's some thrilling eats right there. You can't eat anything, right? Nope. But why is that? Gluten. Oh, the gluten. You're right. Gluten. gluten. Everything. They got rid of salads, which I know most people don't care about. <laughs> I don't think my I've ever had a McDonald's option. salad in my. Your only option at Mickey D's. Yeah. So all you people, all you people who can eat at McDonald's, enjoy your freaking McRibs coming up. I never liked the McRib. I'll tell you why, because it's not, I don't even know what the hell that stuff is. You know what offends me about the McRib? You know what, it, 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 it truly does offend me? Is the way they mold it to look like a little rack of ribs. They just, it, whatever that crap is. That pink crap they make everything out of, you know? And they just mold it, Chris, to make it look like a rack of ribs. Mm. And it's not, it's not a rack of ribs, man. It's that slurry crap or whatever that they, Make everything out of any. Yeah, so that's my riff on the McRib. I just had to get that off my chest. Ten minutes after nine. <laughs> oh, I, I got you. That took me a heartbeat to understand why that was funny. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Well, Austin sucks. Uh, Austin sucks, man. Everything about Austin. Austin. I, Austin was cool long before I got here. Back in the seventies, I guess it was pretty cool for a moment. But now it just sucks. Their tacos suck, okay? Their tacos suck. There's hobo crap everywhere. And now in Austin, as of, I think, today, yeah, starting today, if you are in a, if you are experiencing a non-emergency crime, 
let's say somebody busted into your house or your little apart your little studio apartment and stole your widescreen TV, you no longer call nine one one. Cops are not going to show up. You call three one one. Three one one and a uh, let's see what's the actual term here. A property crime technician will will get back to you at some point and uh, and you know take down the information. Maybe they'll show up. Maybe they won't. They'll forward it. They'll give you a case number and forward it on to a detective who may or may not get around to checking it, checking it out. According to uh, he was formerly the interim police chief Chacon. He is now I, I guess he's the he's the actual police chief at this point. Uh, this uh, is in the wake of staffing problems. Because, as you know, the Austin uh, uh, Austin cut their police budget, I think, by like 50% uh, last year uh, in, in the wake of all this anti-cop, defund the police stuff. So uh, police chief Joseph Chacon thought he would reimagine policing. Don't you know that you're in trouble whenever you hear somebody say reimagine anything? Whenever somebody says, re- I'm going to reimagine something, you know what that tra- translates into? I'm going to screw something up that works perfectly fine. Whether it's a a new version of an old movie or it's a police department. So, as we said on Where and Rima, now if so, unless you're getting beaten up or shot, right, Chris? Unless somebody is actually physically harming you, and it's a, in a, in a, in a, like an emergency situation, then they'll send a cop. Uh, all non-emergency crime. Well, you get it. I get like we said. I'm wearing rhyme. You still send a hippie out to. <laughs> you have to wait till they knock out three of your teeth. They have to wait. Yeah, right. Then they send a hippie, a hippie with a clipboard. I'm thinking, or no, no, a hippie. It's Austin, a hippie with an iPad or one of those little pad things, tablet things. But they also have gold star stickers, so that if you comply, then here you go. Here's a, here's a, here's a sticker for you, man. And they stick it right on the end of your nose. <sighs> You know if Nuren Turd could do that here, he would. That's, that's right. Let's call him Nuren Turd. And we'll get to you, Ron. <laughs> and you just let kids be kids tweet and face puke post. This is the future of this. This is, this is what a lot of folks actually want, okay? A lot of liberal idiots. This is what they think is a good idea. You know, uh, cutting police budgets because the police are just awful, awful, awful people. You know, they're racist. They just wake up in the morning wanting to kill black guys. That's just how they are. And so that's where the defund the police thing came about. And uh, this this notion that you can have civilians de-escalate, you know, like send out a psychotherapist to de-escalate a situation. And, you know, well, how do you feel about kicking that guy's teeth in? You know, and now and now in Austin, they're, they're going to send, and, and crime is off the charts in Austin, by the way. You you couldn't pay me enough money to live in Austin. I was there. Well, I wasn't in Austin proper. I was in Lakeway, but I worked in Austin for a couple of years. And man, I, I just I hated it. I really did. <laughs> I hated the food. I hated the hippies. You know, uh, it was some of the boutiques were nice, but if you want to spend eighty dollars on a, on a Willie Nelson T shirt, that's cool. But their tacos suck. And now the crime is just, you know, you pull up to an intersection. Don Morgan, no, I guess he, was he in Austin when he saw Kiss? Yes. I, I told Don, I said, you know, watch out for the hobo crap. Don't slide and slip in the in the hobo poop. 
and keep your doors locked at all the intersections. Because they'll bum rush you, and you know what? It's an actual bum rush. You know, I'm just saying, crime is horrible in Austin right now. And well, they def- they defunded the police. They pulled their budget back by about fifty percent, as I as I as I as I remember correctly. And they did this business where you know the hobos can live wherever they want to live. So if they want to camp out and crap out right there in front of your store, they can do that. So this is just going to make Austin so much better. <laughs> But you know, I ain't going there anymore. Here's uh, here's David. David, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, no, I was just curious if uh, Lone Star Nine One One is going to have to get uh, reset. <laughs> you know that that show features uh, emergency personnel responding to all manner of you know large and right. emergencies. So well, they're going to be shooting in Austin to, anytime soon. Redo the they're going to have to reimagine the TV show. <laughs> God, I hate uh, I hate I, that reimagining I've thing. Lived, I've lived in San Antonio for five, six years now, and yeah. I grew up in Austin. Uh, I never had this happen before. I moved to San Antonio. I had one car stolen and two cars broken into. Never had that issue in Austin. <laughs> oh, really? But Wh- it might be different now. It's it is slightly different now. The crime was picking up when I was there. That was ten years ago. You know, so that was before all this weird crap happened. So I appreciate the call, David. Now it's, you know, it's got to be a thousand times worse. 21059. Do you want to see this play out here? Would you like to see a 311 number to call here in San Antonio to get, you know, like, for Nuremberg to send out, you know, a hippie or a trans person to, like, <laughs> to investigate whatever non emergency crime you had, you, you know, was perpetrated against you? 210 Let's take a little break. It's Sean Rhyme on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back 21 minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Still trying to figure out if we're going to have Kinky on or not. He may have to. He, he was supposed to go to some, I think, some doctors today and get checked up and stuff. So. We'll see if we talk to King Key. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Can I talk about Sofia Vergara just for a few minutes? Chris is shaking his head. Why not? Sofia Vergara. Um, Well, Wednesday was National Coffee Day. Today is International Coffee Day. But on Wednesday, uh, and this is a story on Fox News. You know, it's a story, man. It's news. And as you know, she is Colombian. She's wonderful. And she posted a photograph on her Instagram account uh, with the caption, Happy National Coffee Day, All Colombian Cafe. And it's Sofia Vergara. And she's naked. And she's lying in a pile of coffee beans. And Chris, the coffee beans are strategically placed so to cover up her naughty bits. And, uh, it's just, uh, it's just a wonderful thing. And I, there's no other, you know, there's a lot of people who can't keep their clothes on and you really wish they would. You know what I mean? Like, Brittany, please, dear Jesus, keep the top on, sweetheart, please. You got, you got what you wanted. You got all your crap back, got all your money back. You got it. It's all, you're in control of your life. 
that chick can't keep her uh, uh, can't keep her, uh, her her clothes on, and we all really wish she would. Uh, but Sophia, you know, uh, I've been looking. I, you know, I, I had to do my research for this show, and I knew I was going to talk about this, Dennis, and so I. I did some e- image searches of uh, of the Instagram account and uh, just to make sure you know that I was well researched on Sophia Vergara. But I I thought that was c- cool. Yeah. I, thank you, so- Sophia. Thank you so much. She's forty nine, man. She is forty nine. She is forty nine, and she's gorgeous. She's not as pretty as my wife. No. no. Got to throw that out there. Yeah. In fact, if my wife wants to get naked and some coffee beans, that's fine. I can't drink coffee anymore because of the caffeine and the blood pressure thing. And, but I tell you what, when I was looking at the picture of Sophia, I could feel like I thought I might start to defibrillate. I was waiting for the shocks to come, man, for my life vest. So no point to this story other than to say, isn't Sophia wonderful? And we just want to thank her uh, for the naked coffee bean photograph. If anybody out there knows her, could you pass that on from her or from me to her? Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I wonder what she's going to do on National Cotton Candy Day. 21059. Well, Chris, now I'm thinking about other foods that I'd like to see Sophia naked in, in a pile of it. You know what I mean? Halloween's coming up. Halloween candy corn. Get, you get yourself naked in a pile of candy corn, Sophia. How about Fideo? No, wait, that would be icky. <laughs> Fideo on National Fideo Day. I'm Sofia Vergara. Happy National Fideo Day. It's really sticky. <laughs> All right. Okay, that's enough on Sofia Vergara. <laughs> Ugh, God, that's a great picture. Um. Well, uh, we had Clayton Perry on earlier uh, about this uh, and uh, uh, this business of. Uh, your your commie communist socialist city council and your socialist mayor uh signed a re- they voted for a resolution yesterday that opposes SB3 that's all they do now is they, they don't fix potholes anymore right so they 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 uh you sign bills and budgets that are millions upon millions gajillions of dollars and and uh, can't fix a single damn pothole I mean, I took a kayak to work today, but they got time to sit around on their asses and and vote on meaningless resolutions. SB three, right, would have protected uh, female sports, girl sports, in the state of Texas, I believe, or uh, that uh, uh, you know, little boys and teenage boys can't suddenly identify as a chick and go compete against other w- uh, women. You know, uh, or girls in this case, uh, in school. And I, which is, it's, it's, it, you know, it, it's, it's something I, I strongly disagree with uh, because it, it's, it's even beyond the whole I identify as this or I identify as that. Okay. If you're a male, if you are biologically a male, you should not be competing against girls in girl sports. It's just not right. It's not fair to them. Uh, they work and they work and they practice to get where they are. Many of them are, are, are working towards scholarships and some hairy ass teenage dude or kid girl or bo- young boy comes in and starts competing. And so, uh, but the city council disagreed with this all except for Clayton Perry. He's the lone voice of reason. And so Nuremberg, 
Nirenturd, uh, you know, has to uh, tweet and face puke. Proud to vote for San Antonio's resolution that opposes SB3 and any attempt to limit the sports activities of transgendered children. At the end of the day, let's just let kids be kids. And I asked Clayton Perry, what the hell does that mean? Let's let kids be kids? Somebody tweeted or posted on my, because I reposted it so I could use it on the show. How about we let boys be boys and girls be girls? That's a start. This whole train, I mean, and I got nothing against transgendered people. I know a few, okay? But this business that you could just identify as something and then, in a sense, reap the benefits of that community or unfairly compete within that community, it's just a sack of jive, man. It's, we, it truly is a man's world because this is what we're, when we're talking about sports, we're really talking about female sports and dudes competing in female sports. And if you say a, a dude should not compete against a woman in a female sport, then you're transphobic. You're not buying into the crap, Ola, that that's actually a woman with the mustache there. You, you have to agree to a non-truth. And it, in that regard, it truly is a man's world. I mean, you think about that. You, 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 you've put yourself in the position, Mayor Nuremberg, Ron, where you have to argue the rights of boys and men over the rights of girls and women. Wow, you're a hell of a feminist, aren't you? It's a man's world, dude. A man can just be a chick if he wants to be a chick. If that's not the ultimate act of patriarchy, I don't know what is. What a bunch of crap. Uh, so, And plus, what's this with these resolutions, man? You know what a resolution is? It's an official opinion. That's all it is doesn't mean anything it doesn't do anything they sat around on their hippie asses yesterday uh, spending city time and money and resources on signing a meaningless piece of crap resolution just so everybody knows how they feel about trans kids and female sports well done man well done you feel good about yourself have you made it a better world Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. i gotta take a break uh, and then we'll talk about some more crap. But Sean, and it's free form Friday too, so whatever is on your brain, whatever you'd like to talk about, it's all good. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll be right back on News Talk five fifty KTSa. And we're back. It's uh, nine thirty eight on a Friday. I'm Sean. Phone lines are open. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Whatever you want to talk about today. Friday, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, I, I will mention this, that your new, uh, let's see, the person who's going to be heading the Bureau of Land Management, Tracy Stone Manning, uh, the Senate voted to confirm her uh, in a 50 to 45 vote along party lines. She is going to be the head of the Bureau of Land Management. And she's a eco weirdo. She's uh she's well. Let me just. I, I'm going to read you this bit from Breitbart. This is a Breitbart article in 1989. She she used to be uh, a a member of uh, a group called Earth First, which were identified as a environmental terrorist group, uh, a domestic threat. I think back in the 80s. This is while she was uh, at the University of Montana. Uh, she's a graduate student. 
And uh, Ted Kaczynski was a big old fan of, uh, of Earth First. According to the Breitbart News story from 1989, Stone Manning mailed a letter to the U.S. Forest Service on behalf of John P. Blount, an individual in her, quote, circle of friends, crudely alerting federal authorities that trees in Idaho's Clearwater National Forest that were scheduled to be cut down had been sabotaged with metal spikes to prevent them from being harvested. Tree spiking, as this form of sabotage is called, is both a crime and, according to the FBI's definition, an act of eco-terrorism. After the Forest Service received the letter, the seven individuals who were subpoenaed, including Stone Manning, were investigated in 1989 by a grand jury and required to submit fingerprints as well as handwriting and hair samples. The grand jury did not come up with enough evidence to uh, charge anyone with a crime. The case was not solved until Blount's ex-wife reported Blount to authorities three years later, and in doing so also named Stone Manning as the person who mailed the letter for him. Stone Manning uh, was granted immunity for, by testifying against Blount in 1993. He was sentenced to 17 months in prison. Tree spiking, you, you, you know it, you've heard about it. It's, it's, uh, it's insidious. It's where you take a metal spike and you, you hammer it into a tree. And then when the dude comes up with the chainsaw and tries to cut the tree down, the spike shoots out or damages the, uh, the, the, the chainsaw and hurt. Either way, the guy gets, you know, some people have lost their lives. Uh, one guy had his head cut open by a chainsaw. It's, it's insidious. She's your new director of uh, the, or going to be uh, the director of the Bureau of Land Management. To whom it may, because there's a letter she wrote, to whom it may concern, this letter is being sent to notify you that the uh, post office sale in Idaho has been spiked. Post office sale has been spiked heavily. Uh, the reason for this action is that this piece of land is very special to the earth. It is home to the elk, deer, Mountain lions, birds, and especially the trees. Says the majority of the uh, trees uh, at the front end of the forest were spiked within the first 10 feet, but many, many, many many others were spiked as high as 150 feet. P.S. You bastards go in there anyway, and a lot of people are going to get hurt. That's from the letter she sent. I didn't read the whole thing. Um, so, you know, a guy's just going to work, and he goes to cut down a tree. That's what he does. And you got to, you know, hey, people need wood. We need trees. And sometimes you need to deforest these tree- these these uh, these forests anyway to maintain them. And uh, goes to cut the tree, and the spike comes out and kills him. That's, that's the, this, Biden, this is Biden's choice. For the Bureau of Land Management. Apparently, uh, she also, her and her husband, um, uh, also have written letters and op-ed pieces about, you know, how kids are bad for the planet. When we have children, the planet feels it more. Do the truly smart thing. Stop at one or two kids. So, you know, she's really into overpopulation and uh, population control and that sort of crap. She sounds like a real beaut, doesn't she, Chris? 
Uh, Tracy Stone Manning, this is uh, from the Daily Caller uh, 2021. Tracy Stone Manning produced a magazine advertisement for her thesis that called a shirtless American baby an environmental hazard. So there you go. <laughs> Another winner in the Biden administration. Uh, you know, it, can it get any worse? You know what I mean? Can it really get any worse? And I, again, I, I, I say this every single stinking day. I hate to be a bummer. And especially on a Friday, and I'm going to try to yuck it up a little. Uh, again, we're not sure if Kinky's going to be able to come on or not because he's, he's actually getting his booster shot. So, uh, he, he may not be able to come on, but we'll see. But I'll try to yuck it up a little bit later on and have some laughs. But, you know, this chick is crazy. She's an eco-terrorist, man. Okay? she's an e- The only reason she also didn't go to jail for spiking trees is because she was given immunity to testify against uh, this other guy with uh, Earth First. That's the only reason. And now <laughs> she's going to be in charge of vast regions of of federal land uh, here in the United States of America. America, land of second chances, right? I guess. So, how do you feel about that? Two one zero. I can't. You know what? I can't stand eco weirdos. I I really can't, man. People who think you know a freaking. You know, a grizzly bear is more important than a human being, or that people in general are garbage, trashing up this, you know, wonderful planet. The planet's fine, man. Well, it's the overpopulation people that choose to stick around. Yeah, right. You you think we're overpopulating the planet? Why don't you start with you? (laughs) You know, it's it's a really, it's a... it's an ego trip more than anything else. I look, conservation is great. I'm all about con- conservation. You know, don't dirty up your ecosystem, man. Nothing pisses me off more than when people just shove their garbage out the window of their cars. I, you know, I hate that stuff. I, I believe in conservation in a reasonable and logical way. But one of the reasons you have massive wildfires in, in places like California is because idiots like this chick uh, with the Sierra Club or any other, all manner of other uh, enviro uh, organizations, they they fight and they pressure through their lobby uh, to ban, uh, you know, removing scrub from forests, uh, having inroads into uh, forest land where, you know, fire trucks can get. Because everything's got to be pristine, right? Human beings can't touch anything about nature. Well, that's one of the reasons why these fires get so bad. Because either the firemen can't get into the forest to, to fight the fire, or the scrub hasn't been removed, and it just it's kindling. So in the name of protecting Mother Earth and saving the forest, they end up destroying vast amounts of the forest. Ah, God. I'm going to relax. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. <laughs> it's Freeform Friday, so you can call me up and talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about. It's one of my favorite days. It's CD player day. 
National CD Player Day. And I, I love, you know me, I'm old school, man. I love CDs. But something else came up, and I, I had to take a lot of flack for this earlier in the day on the Wear and Rhyme show. It's International Raccoon Appreciation Day. And I have a raccoon thing. I, 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 I despise raccoons. I, I was traumatized by a raccoon when I was a child. When I see cutesy-pootsy little videos online of people snuggling a freaking raccoon... Because I got a little pet raccoon, I want to just scream. It'll rip your face off, man. They are mean, mean, ugly, nasty creatures, man. Ah, that sound. Trey Ware was giving me all manner of hell earlier early today because I, I made the mistake of telling a couple of stories. I was chased by a raccoon when I was six or seven years of age. For like, dude, they will run after you. They will chase you. If you run from them, they yeah. will chase. I was seven, man. The thing was as big as I was. Did you did you ever play football when you were younger? No. Uh, it's called a punt. A punt. I'm supposed to kick the damn thing. I just piss him off more. No, man. I was chased by a raccoon when I was seven for like three freaking blocks. It wouldn't. It wouldn't stop. It just wouldn't. It just kept running after me. It just wanted to play. No, it didn't. It wanted to bite me. And so I had to run into a friend's garage to get away from it. I'm serious. You guys laugh. It chased me for three blocks. <laughs> and so and so ever since, I have had a thing about raccoons. I don't like them. They freak me out. They're, they'll bite you. They'll rip your face off. They're little badgers, man. And I, I look. And then I made the mistake of telling the story about when you know when I was married to my ex-wife, and my kid was a little kid, and uh, there was an old dude down the street that I used to watch his house. He would travel and stuff, and so I'd go watch his house and feed his cats. This dude used to put cat food out for the raccoons, and it was in Castle Rock, Colorado. And so in Castle Rock, Colorado, we had a gang of massive raccoons. They were they were huge because they ate this dude's food. And if the dude didn't put the food out, the raccoons would tear the crap out of his porch. And so I was over there one time and I and they come around the time the sun was going down. So I'd always try to get over there. I'm serious, man, and 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 feed the damn cats and get out of there before the sun starts to I was like the Omega Man. Oh my god, the sun's coming down. They'll be coming soon. And one day I got stuck there as the sun was coming down. There was like nine freaking raccoons the size of pumas on the porch. I couldn't leave the house. No, and Trey was like, well, what, you didn't have a gun? I'm like, no, I didn't have a gun at that particular moment. It was in a small it was supposed to do, go start blasting away at raccoons in a suburb of Denver. You know, and so there I'm trapped in the house. I can't freaking leave. There, one raccoon reared up on the storm door and was nose to nose with me. Looking at me like, you, I want you. Dude, it, it actually happened. My daughter's mom had to come out with a two-by-four and slam it on the street out front to scare him away so I could freaking leave, man. Yeah, I just told the whole city that story. I hate raccoons. They are horrible, horrible creatures, man. I hate them. They will rip your freaking face off, man. They will. You don't pet them. They're not squirrels, okay? 
They're badgers, okay? They're striped badgers. Sound a bit like a mob. They they were a gang, man. They would go through all the dumpsters. They tell you, hey, if you know what's good for you, you're gonna put out the food I'm, for you us. You guys joke. They, they were they were a mean ass gang of raccoons, and they would have taken me out, man. Roll up in their car. They don't have car. What? So you were scared of the nursery? The nursery? What are you talking about? That's what a group of raccoons is known as. Well, that's a crappy name for them. They ought to call them a gang of evil. They're bloody creatures. They'll kill you, man. They will kill you. Meanwhile, they're all gathering up, telling their friends about stories involving Sean Rima. Hey, once we got this poet guy stuck in a house, he couldn't leave. No, dude, that happened. I'm serious, man. It was a gang of raccoons. Here's Charles. Charles, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. We use them for coonskin caps. If you'll come down here to the south, you'll see that we we, we use we, we make coonskin caps out of those. The raccoons. only good raccoon is a dead raccoon. I, I'm glad you're making hats out of them. Well, also, I, want I to hate to them. Comment on, I wanted to comment on your earlier thing about uh, mainstream uh, by confused network with uh, one of our local congressmen. Just like your last name is not Archiaga, his last name is not Castro. Don't give him the platform. It's Guzman. That's all I wanted to say. All right, I got you. Robert, you're on Newstalk 550 KTSA. What's going on with you? Robert. Oh, yes. Oh, hey. I'm sorry. Uh, no. Yeah, I got a story. Very quickly. If you go I... to the beach, if you go to the beach, God dang, we we were camping at the beach, and they just ganged up on us. It was Bunch just, of raccoons? Uh, they came through the sand dunes. Pardon? Bunch of raccoons? Yes. I hate them. eyes were glowing in the dark. <laughs> it was a whole clan. Uh, no, the, dude, they will kill you, man. They, well, thank you. They will what? What do you let? They will kill you. They will freaking kill you, man. And these things have been eating cat food for years, and so they were all they were double raccoon sized. They were they were the size of goats. They were like the size of small pumas. You laugh, Gl- Glasgow. But a gang of raccoons will freaking kill you, man. So National International Raccoon Appreciation Day can go to straight to hell. And Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Ah! McDonald's points to the McRib's social media interest for solidifying its icon status. The McRib is back on November 1st. The most important sandwich of the year. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071 at 7 minutes after 10. I'm Sean. And uh, it's Freeform Friday, so whatever's on your brain, 210-599-5555, You know, we're hearing more about this idea, and I think you're, I want to talk about education just for a second. Um, you're, you're seeing more and more parents showing up at, uh, school board meetings. And, uh, you know, last week we had that woman, uh, who was reading from a book she found in, this was in, uh, Fairfax, Virginia. And some books that she took out of the pub, the, the school library where a kid went to high school. And it was pretty, it was pretty pornographic stuff. People are ra- raging and railing against CRT, uh, critical race theory. And you're hearing increasingly from the other side that parents really shouldn't be involved in their kids' education. Did, did, did I not hear that from uh, 
the nominee for the Department of Education? Is that who I'm thinking of? Because I know Terry McAuliffe said it earlier. He's running. A, he's a former Virginia governor. He's running for governor again against uh, uh, this guy that he was talking asked, you know, about parents being involved in in their kids' education. He says, "I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should do, what they should teach." We're just hearing that. We're hearing that more and more. I'm noticing, and it's certainly evidenced by when a parent shows up or some parents show up to complain about something at a school board meeting, and they shut them down, they shut the mic off on them. And I just want to talk about that for a few minutes, and then John has a raccoon story. Uh, 210-599-5555. On the folks on the left, you know, that's truly how they what they think. They really don't, they think so little. It's kind of like their general opinion of, of, of just your average American. Average Americans in flyover country, you know what, they're rubes, they're idiots. They're unsophisticated. They're not nuanced. And that's a general opinion, you know. But when it comes to educators in this country, they really don't think much of parents at all. They really think that you're too stupid to be involved in your kid's education. We are educators, right, Chris? We know we know what your kid needs to learn. We, you, you parents, you, you, you know, you just stick to going to work and coming home and let the education of your children leave it to us because we're the smart ones. And you saw a lot of this in the, uh, in the at home, uh, classroom stuff during the COVID thing, during the COVID lockdown when you had most kids going to class on Zoom at home. And remember how there was there were teachers, especially out in California, who really got upset when they realized that the parents were able to see and observe and hear what they were doing in the classrooms. Remember that? And they and they got real defensive about it. Like, you have no business being in this class or observing what's going on. I want parents uh, out of the room when we're teaching. Because the other part of it is, you know, that not only is there this arrogance within education at the at the uh, at, you know just about every level that parents are too stupid to be involved in their kids' education, they they also have this arrogance about teaching their politics, and they don't want they don't want mom and dad knowing just how much of a teacher's political beliefs are making it into the classroom. In other words, they got pissed off because they got caught. Whether it's, you know, they got the LGBTQ flag in the classroom, the American flag is awful and evil, whether they're riffing on the national anthem, blah, blah, stinking blah, or just in general, climate change, CRT, sex stuff, you know. They, uh, they don't want mom and dad's eyes on the classroom, and they don't want mom and dad involved. And at the heart, you know, I'm really kind of glad I don't have any kids in school right now, you know, honestly. My kid's in college, and she's getting enough of this political BS, (laughs) you know, and I can tell. But, you know, it it sucks because uh, the, the schools have become politicized while the level of education has been diminished in that they don't spend nearly as much time teaching the basic stuff that you and I had to learn. Stuff like critical thinking. Stuff like composition. Proper English. History. Civics. You know, all that stuff. Basic science. 
And you could tell when you talk to people. I'm sorry, when you talk to people of a certain age group, you can tell that they just didn't get they didn't get taught the same stuff that we got taught. That's what happens when you demonize achievement. Well, and that's uh, yeah, that's the other part of it. Yeah, you, know, you shouldn't grade kids; it makes them feel bad, especially black kids and Hispanic kids. They shouldn't have to take tests. That's a white construct. It's 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 patriarchy, <laughs> or some damn crap. Grades are bad, you know. So you know, it it really is. I you know, it really is a, a matter of of trying to just. Churn out the drones, man. Churn out the stooges who are going to have no critical thinking skills, who are never going to question authority, who can offer no real intellectual resistance against, you know, whatever establishment is established, if you will. And in this case, it almost feels like, yeah, it's becoming purely fascist, purely socialist. So it's really disheartening. I am. I'm thankful I don't have any kids in public education right now. And even having said that, I, I could start to pick up on it when my kid was in elementary school and middle school. Cause I, I you know, cause I'm a writer and stuff. And so, you know, she, I, I'd want to look at some of the things that she's written in composition class or whatever in school. And you, you know, frankly, you'd see mistakes that in our day at the same grade would have been, you know, would have gotten you a lower grade. And, uh, it's just, the, just letting it pass on by because why? Because she tried. More and more people, as a result, are uh, are are homeschooling. And one thing you'll hear uh, the establishment educators rail against: man, they hate homeschooling. They hate it with a passion. They hate it with a passion because, first off, they think they think you're too stupid to teach your own kids, and secondly, they lose total control over the education of your kids. Which, at this point, it doesn't even feel like it's an actual education. The only thing they're really educating them to be is stupid. I hate to be so blunt. But when I was in my teens and 20s, you know, I was a huge, I read constantly. I, I, I knew history. I knew world history. I knew American history. I'd read philosophy. I'd studied religions. Uh, I'd read all the classics. Uh, you know, I read the classics that were offered in school, which a lot of times you can't even find now because they're inappropriate for the modern age. And that inspired me to read other classics and other authors. You know, because I, I think one of the arguments that I hear is, well, they're just young, you know, and they don't they don't know a lot yet. It's like, well, the hell they, sh- why, why don't they? I did. <laughs> At that age. 210-599-5555. Here's Isaac. Isaac, how you doing? Hey, sir, how you doing? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? I want to tell you something, what happened to me in high school. Recently, I just graduated. Okay. And, uh, what happened Oh, man, you got to ra- you gotta turn your radio down for me. Can you do that? Yeah, hold on. Sorry. So what happened was that uh, I was in class, right? Right. It was during Zoom. And um, the teacher was, this is during election time with uh, Joe Biden and Trump. Right. And uh, one of the teachers says that if you vote, if you're over 18, if you vote for Joe Biden, that I give you extra credit. If you have a zero of one of your tests, I'll give you 100. Are you serious? 
I'm deadly serious. I asked the teacher, I was like, what did you say? I was about to record her. I was like, what did you say? She was like, um, to be continued with this class, it's like she completely ignored me. It, it, I know she heard me say, what did wow. you say? So she offered extra credit to those over 18 to vote for Joe Biden. And she will, and like any type of assignments, like she had a zero or a quiz, automatic hundred. Wow, man, that's insane. That's awful. I know. I was like, oh, man, like I was so upset. I was about to tell her something. I was like, you know, I'm not going to say anything. I'm like, wow. I was just baffled. I while bet. I was hearing that's horrible, man. Man, I appreciate the call. I got to run, but uh, that's, I, you know, I bet that goes on a lot more than we realize. I think that's the issue. I bet that crap goes on a lot more than we realize, and that's why they railed against parents being in the room when they were teaching the kids on the Zoom. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. The Raul Jimenez. Radiothon, Thanksgiving uh, Radiothon is still going on. It's happening online, of course, because once again, as we did last year, because of the COVID, we're just doing delivery this year. And so if you'd like to make a uh, a, a donation, a contribution, go to the website, ktsa.com. Many of you have already done this, and we've gotten some great donations. But uh, we, we're going to October 15th, so we need... More donations. You fed about 10,000 people last year at Thanksgiving here in San Antonio. This year we want to do even better. We want to maybe feed around 12 or 13 or even 14,000 people if we can manage it. And we need your help. Uh, we have to purchase all the items that normally would be donated. So please do what you can at KTSA.com. Brought to you by Airtron Heating and Air, Window World, the Institute for Functional Life, and Ansira. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we are back 20 minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. Burp. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's going off on raccoons. A couple of people have already emailed me, and they say they hate raccoons, too. One woman just sent me an email saying that she had a job interview and she went out to her job, and she was going to leave, for, and there was a raccoon out by her car hissing at her. And so she didn't end up going going to the job interview because the raccoon wouldn't move. They're stubborn, evil, mean little critters, man. I hate them. I hate raccoons. Here's John. John, how are you? I'm pretty good. I have to say your, your assessment at the top of the hour here of where we're at was, was spot on. And I just wish more people felt that way, but mm, back, thank to you. The Coons, back to the coon story for everybody that's had grief. And it sounds like there's a lot of them from coons. That's had what story had grief. Oh, grief. Yeah. Oh yeah. They have caused me grief over the years. Uh, they get on a metal garbage can and start rocking it back and forth and put their little fingers in under the lid and flip it off and jump off. And But anyways, <laughs> out here at Lake Gonzales, when they, when they uh, killed the dam and killed the lake, all the water went down and exposes all that mud with the uh, clams, big clams. Some of them get up to about six, seven inches on the shell. Wow. And they're just all laying there. And I had Ken's news down here, and I and, uh, showed to Alan that uh, 
look at all those coon tracks in the mud down there and them open shells. <laughs> well, come to find out later that, that people were finding dead coons and they ate their self to death on them clams. They, they, so, so stop. They're little gluttons. They'll eat themselves to death, man. Good. Montezuma's Montezuma's revenge. Big time. That's excellent, man. Thank you for the story. (laughs) I appreciate it, man. They hate the oyster. That's great, man. I love dead raccoons. I hate them. Chris has been laughing his ass off all morning about this because you know it's true. Because we talked about, we used to talk about, about the old show. I have a raccoon thing. I, I don't know what else to say about it. I have a raccoon thing. I, I I fear them. I hate them. I was traumatized by one when I was a child. I was traumatized by some others when I was in my 30s. They're nasty, nasty creatures. They're bad, They're little freaking badgers, man. Here's Richard. Richard, how you doing? Hey, Sean. Uh Friday, trying to be optimistic, but I can't. Uh, and I hate, and I'm not much on coons either, by the way. Yeah. But uh, speaking of raccoons uh, or rats, uh, more or less, mm. Joe Manchin. I hate. I still ruin the coon story, but that's uh, fine. Joe Manchin is a rat. I mean, I, I had hopes, hopes, eternal optimist that I am, that he was going to man up. Well, with this infrastructure bill. Right. It didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It didn't happen. He couldn't man up. And you know what? When he goes back to West Virginia, I drove through there one time. There's a lot of old coal mines that are uh, abandoned there, you know, and people fall in them sometimes, you know. It's right. dangerous out there. <laughs> oh, so God. <laughs> well, I appreciate the call, man. Yeah. I haven't really been, I haven't followed that as closely as I should have maybe over the past couple of hours, but. They're supposed to vote on that thing today. I don't know if it's already happened or not. Uh, but we have more people calling up with raccoon stories. Here's Ron. Ron, how are you doing? Oh, doing okay, Sean. Uh, as good as can be despite all the crazy news. But uh, thank you for making sense of it and paralleling our thoughts. And all we can do is hope for the best. But as far as raccoons are concerned, I've got something that will make you feel real good about a raccoon. What's that? It's called a 17 caliber varmint rifle. A varmint yeah. rifle. <laughs> yes. yes, sir. Thank you. It, yeah, there's a 22, of course, but there is. Uh, you can look them up. Academy has them. It's a 17 caliber varmint rifle, specially designed for coyotes, raccoons. Well, I've been lucky. And, uh, I haven't seen any in where I live now. Uh, I haven't seen any raccoons. Uh, that, that's a good thing because they are vicious critters. They can carry rabies. They love to eat your animal's food, and they're they're just they'll, they'll stare you down. I've had them out there in Converse, and I'd, I'd rather put up with a possum any day, despite their ugliness. Possums will just run away, but those raccoons, they will. They'll stare you down, man. They will come after you. They will. <laughs> they will. But to, so yeah, you might want to invest in the at least think about well, it. Well, I, I got really a forty-four. Nice. I'll make me some raccoon slaw you know if i ever encounter one <laughs> well done Sean. good hearing from you sir <laughs> thank you man yeah I, I what's that i got a 44 now buy a shotgun oh uh we're msnbc we're looking at mansion wants democrats spending bill cut to 1.5 trill what what are you shaking your head about chris glasgow is shaking his head what did i do uh a groove dog on line four Groove Dog, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? 
Oh, I try not to do too much of that. Yeah, um, me neither. But I got a coon story for you. But I, <laughs> first, I wanted to suggest to you that uh, we organize a F Joe Biden day. I think it would I'd be, love to. Blank Joe Biden. Just get a bunch of people to yeah. chant that somewhere. <laughs> right, right under That'd Nuremberg's window. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> uh, but I have a serial pooper raccoon. Uh, every day this entire week, he has pooped on the doorstep of my warehouse. Your raccoon? A raccoon? A raccoon. Oh, God. And I can't, I've put out a reward for night shift to exterminate it, and thus far, no luck. So, mm. uh, yeah, because you either got to like kill that. it or you got to take it miles and freaking miles away because they I'm will make their that. way back, man. Yeah, they're terrible animals. I cannot stand them. Cannot I, hate, stand them. I hate them. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Ruto. Look at these calls for raccoons, man. Do you know that, Dennis? You, if you if you get a raccoon in your house or a raccoon on your property, you have to. Somebody has to take that damn thing. If you don't want to kill it, they got to capture it and take it freaking thirty, forty, fifty miles away, or it will come back. It will make its way back to torment you. It's like reverse raccoon appreciation. This is Raccoon Hate Day, because the reason we're talking about raccoons is it's International Raccoon Appreciation Day. I don't know what drunkard came up with that. I don't know what drug druggie came up with that day, because I don't appreciate him. I hate him. Uh, is this G? G, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What's going on with you? Hey, Sean, first time caller. Enjoy the show. Oh, God bless you. Thank you. Hey, I just wanted to share a random one for you. I had this customer, a sweetest old lady ever. Um, she lived in a big old house, a good part of the neighborhood, and uh, all by herself. And she had a coon problem. And she always paid for the pest service to take it out and deliver it out into the land properly. Right. But she just couldn't afford it anymore. <laughs> so what she started doing was those cleverest, unhumane thing you could think of. She would fill her trash cans up full of water and set it up where the lid would fall when they would go in for the 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 bait <laughs> and they would essentially drown themselves and she would dispose of them as she pleased <laughs> i love dead lady. raccoons i love them that's She's clever excellent thanks for the call man all right take care <laughs> Put a little bait and then the thing falls in and gets drowned no more raccoon problem I know there's probably some environmental weirdos out there, right, Chris? Some, some freaking hippies out there that think I'm just awful. You know what? I don't care. I hate freaking raccoons. I got a buddy of mine, uh, Big G, that just uh, texted me. He wants to grill me one. Yeah, I'd like to eat a raccoon, man. That's the ultimate act of superiority is to devour one. You know what I mean? Like a raccoon steak. I've heard it tastes just like chicken. Uh, 210-599-5555. Actually, I don't know what it tastes like. I've never eaten a raccoon. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. It's 1038. On the Sean Show, it's Freeform Friday, so whatever's on your brain. Although, raccoons have taken a hold of the show. We've, we've, it's been a big raccoon show. Um, You heard there a... Uh, uh, a, a new story there on it with uh, Dennis about the many saints of New Newark or Newark. I, I see. I, I lived in Newark, Delaware. That's how you pronounce it differently. In Newark, it's Newark in Delaware. It's Newark in Jersey. Forget about it. The many saints of Newark, uh, which is the prequel to The Sopranos. 
And, you know, it, it, I tell you what, I, the only reason I'm kind of curious about it, cause I, I watched the first, I didn't see, I didn't, I haven't seen the entire run of the Sopranos. I, I watched maybe the first three seasons. And then it got kind of, I don't know, it got depressing for me. <laughs> something, it, it, Chris, did you like the Sopranos? Were you a Sopranos fan? I liked the first few seasons and then it just something about it got dark and depressing for me and, uh, I just kind of lost interest. But I'm kind of curious about the many saints of Newark. Newark, God, see, I'm, I keep saying it the Delaware way. In that they have his son, they have my, James Gandolfini's son, Michael Gandolfini, playing him, Tony Soprano, as a young guy. And that's kind of interesting. And I guess he's done some acting already. He was in uh, a couple of other movies. He was on a HBO series, The Deuce. He was uh, in Ocean's 8. So, you know what I mean? He's not a novice actor. They just got to to play him because he looks like his dad. You know what I mean? So apparently he's got some chops. Dennis, were you a big Sopranos fan? Did you watch the show? I did not. I, you know, I, I guess I, I think I was just mafia out by that point because I, 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 I'd seen so many mafia movies in my life and I'd read a lot of mafia history that by the time I got to The Sopranos, I like I said, the first three seasons I think were pretty good. I'll, I'm trying to think of how many seasons it was on. 1999 through 2007. It was on that long. I didn't realize there were that many seasons. So I've only seen maybe the first three seasons. Um, And it looks interesting because, uh, again, Michael Gandolfini, just in the trailer... You can see Tony Soprano. It's 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 creepy, man. And uh, so I, you know, I all for my dollar though, Breaking Bad was a much better series than The Sopranos. Sopranos was very very good, and The Sopranos is probably probably uh, was kind of the first of that kind of TV series that now we're inundated with. You know, where it's uh, you know, you you it tells a continuing story. Which the Sopranos did. Uh, it's almost like a long form movie, even though it went on for many seasons. Um, now you, you, there's so many damn freaking series. I, I can't keep up with them all, nor do I want to. But the Sopranos was kind of that first big cable television drama. If you think about it, that people, you know, it was, it was on Sunday nights, I think. If I remember correctly, I think the premiere episodes were always Sunday night. That people were hanging on edge to see what would happen next. Before Game of Thrones. Before Game of Thrones, the final few seasons. And then Breaking Bad became, you know, a huge success. Uh, so I may watch it, I may not, I don't know. But the Gandalf, the, having his son play Tony Soprano is just a, that's, that's an excellent. <laughs> I haven't even seen the damn movie, and that's an excellent, uh, uh, idea for the trailer, or, or for the, uh, for the movie. Because he does. It's creepy how much he looks like his dad. So I don't know. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Yeah, I, I was a huge mafia student all my life. I've read all kinds of books about the the five families and all that stuff. And I've seen every Marty Scorsese flick and uh, all the Godfather flicks, you know, over and over and over again. And uh, I think if The Sopranos had only been a few seasons, I think I would have it would have been different. But the fact that it went on and on and on and on, and I had a lot of a lot of changes in my life during 1999 through 2007, that uh, at some point I just kind of lost interest in it. 
There, here's another TV show, and this is only for the nerds who are listening, that they're rebooting. They're going to do a whole new version of it. Does anybody remember the, the, the television, the sci-fi television series Babylon 5? Raise your hands if you remember Babylon 5. This was back in the uh, 90s uh, that this television series came out. It was a, a, it was a, space, a science fiction uh, uh, television show. Uh, about a, 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 a space, uh, I guess you'd call it a, a floating space station. Chris, do you remember that? Was that you too young for that? I was aware of its existence. Right. I didn't watch it. Babylon 5, and it was, a, it was written as a five-year story. And they did five seasons. And by today's special effects, the special effects were pretty crummy. It didn't have a great budget. But it was a great show. It really developed a fan base, and I was one of them. The guy, it was written by a guy named J. Michael Straczynski, who has written a lot of science fiction uh, movies and screenplays over the years and produced a lot of TV shows. And he is doing another version of the same story, but according to today's, I don't know, sensibilities and, and technology. And I, I don't know how I feel about that, because the first series was so good that I'd hate to see him screw it up. But then again, and I'm totally being a nerd right now, the new Battlestar Galactica that came out several years ago was much better than than the original Lorne Green version ever would be. So we'll see. People are still calling up about raccoons. It's National Raccoon Appreciation Day, and I hate them. Peggy, how are you? I'm good, Sean. How are you today? Not too bad. It's Friday. I get to sleep in in the morning. That's cool. Yeah, well, I love raccoons. I know I'm a crazy woman, but... What do you love about them? What the hell do you love about them? They are very entertaining. Um, They come every evening and eat any cat food that my kitties have not eaten. Oh, so you're feeding the raccoons, are you? You're part of the problem, Peggy. I know, but you know... My dad used to was lived across the street and um, from me, and he fed raccoons for many, many years. And um, there was an occasion when I was taking care of him. He was very ill, and there was a knocking at the back door. And I went to the door, and there was a raccoon knocking on the door. Knocking on your door. Food out for them yet? Knocking on the door. <laughs> You're lucky you didn't so, rip your uh, face off. No. They get pissed off and they don't clawed. feed them. I have been clawed by one before. And See? it bled like, I don't know, but, yeah. See? But I, I love them. They're, oh, God. You know, they're God's creatures, and I love them. Of course, snakes are God's creatures, and I don't love them. So. Uh, I, well, I, I got snakes I don't care about, but raccoons, I appreciate the call. Yeah. We Well, we had to get at least one. You know, we're being fair and balanced. We had to get one raccoon lover on the air, I guess. I stink and hate him. Here's Mike. Mike, how are you? Hey, brother. I love your show. God bless you. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, if you want an insight on a raccoon's mind, just watch The Great Outdoors. What's The Great Outdoors? What's that? Oh, you remember the movie with uh, Dan Aykroyd? I've never seen John it. Candy? I've never, I've yeah, never seen it. You've never seen it. The Great Outdoors? No. I've... The bald bear? This discussion's changing. Oof, you uh, need to wash out this weekend, brother. Dang it. I'm Bald just bear horrible. on both ends. I've never seen it. I've never seen The Great Outdoors. Well, this, and 
Never mind, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually I'll, the, the I'll sound that I've been Thank using. Thank you. <laughs> Let's take a break. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Final few moments of the show. So whatever you'd like to discuss, whatever you'd like to discuss, please call us up. 210-599-5555. What? I don't know why I'm talking like that. I'm just getting the Friday sillies. Let's talk about the thirsty beaver. Um, <laughs> so there's a... <laughs> Uh, from raccoons to thirsty beavers. So there's a there's a, a popular bar in Charlotte, North Carolina, called the Thirsty Beaver. And uh, the Rolling Stones did a show in Charlotte, and uh, Mick Jagger, <laughs> just all by himself, I guess, uh, was wearing a ball cap and jeans. I think I don't know if it was after the show or what. You know, sometime after the show, I guess. And he went into this bar. This it's a very famous bar called the Thirsty Beaver, Thirsty Beaver Saloon. And he sat there and had a beer, and nobody recognized him. Nobody knew who he was. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. The bartender was, or the the owner was uh, was not there. He had stepped out. Uh, and uh, by the time he got back, Jagger was gone. Oh, I'm looking at the photo now. Well, I'm trying to. He had moves. He had moves. Uh, and, yeah, nobody noticed him. Nobody realized. And the bar owner said the bartender didn't realize who he was. There were people sitting next to him that had actually been to the Rolling Stones show, and they didn't recognize him. And uh, the bartender said, you know, I think what you have here is, you know, most of my clientele are people under the age of 30. So they just didn't know who he is. He just didn't recognize him. You know, find somebody who's 25 and see if they can tell you all four of the Beatles. You know what I mean? You ever experience that crap? You're talking to a young person and they can't list all four of the Beatles? Well, there was Mick. There was Ringo. There was Roger. You know what I mean? They list all the front men from every other freaking band. Scrappy. Scrappy. Bruce. Bruce. Some guy named Flea. Here's Steve. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well, Sean. The reason they didn't recognize him is because they were all looking at their phones and posting about the great concert they had, they had just been to. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's Sean, funny. you haven't seen the movie The Great Outdoors. So oh, I haven't. Next time you're, it's got John Candy and Dan Aykroyd in it. And next time you and your family want to do a movie night and you want a mindless comedy that will just have you rolling, there are so many good, funny scenes in it, and you'll learn a little bit about raccoons. <laughs> my, my, both of my grandchildren, both of my grandchildren, the first phrase sentence phrase that they learned how to say is 
the bald-headed killer bear of Clare County. Because I taught him that. I made him say it every time I saw him. And next thing you know, they were just rattling it off. The boat Wow. Of your part. They're your part. I watch it. I just had one of those that slipped on by me. I, you know, a lot of the comedies in the 80s I just didn't watch. Uh, because I was into, I was like watching David Lynch flicks, <laughs> you know, I was watching Blade Runner. I was watching that kind of weird crap, Buckaroo Banzai, a lot of Monty Python. And so, you know, a lot of those screwball comedies that everybody has seen, I just never saw. Like I've never seen if Pretty in ever, Pink. If they ever remake, uh, uh, The Great Outdoors, you actually could play, uh, the role of the innkeeper. <laughs> oh, really? Chris is yes, laughing. Sir. Chris is laughing his ass off. <laughs> yes, sir. You got to see it. It's hilarious. Uh-huh. Like I said, mindless comedy every right. once in a while. Get away from all this stuff. That's everybody's homework assignment. I will do that, man. Thank you so much, sir. You have a great weekend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> I just, there's a lot of comedies in the 80s I just never bothered to watch. Because I was watching weird crap. You know what I mean, Chris? I was watching the weird, dark crap, okay? Just like I was listening to weird, dark music. Because I was weird and dark back in the 80s. So what's the innkeeper like? Why, why are you laughing? Do I remind you of the innkeeper? Well, now i got to Google that. But I know it's awfully damn disappointing. Chris always is talking to me about movies he's seen, and he'll refer to them. And then there are movies that everybody has seen, but I have never, like, I've never seen, what's that movie, Super Troopers? I've never seen that. Foley's shaking his head on that one. I've never seen, I'm trying to think of some of the other movies that Chris has listed off over the years that I just have never seen. Pretty in Pink, I've never seen that. Somebody was upset at me the other day because I'd never seen that. I think my daughter was upset with me because I'd never seen that. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I've seen that, but I I don't like it. <laughs> I thought it was a stupid movie. I had a nuanced sense of humor back then, Chris. You see, the typical American screwball comedy did not do much for me, and so I either went with British humor or I watched weird crap from David uh, by David Lynch. I was watching Blue Velvet the other night. See, that's a good. That's my idea of a good time. Blue Velvet. My wife's like, what is this awful crap? I'm like, it's David Lynch, the Blue Velvet, man. It's Dennis Hopper, man. You know, I was watching a VH tape, a VHS tape of Blade Runner over and over and over again in the 80s. That's what I watched. That's who I was. Two ones. <laughs> what are you shaking your head about now? It's true. Just more people can't believe you haven't seen The Great Outdoors. Why would I ever watch? I, just, I remember when it came out, I just had no interest in seeing it. I wasn't a huge Dan Aykroyd fan. I'd love John Candy on SCTV. I used to watch that years and years before. But, like, I didn't think Uncle Buck was all that funny. I didn't watch that. And Wait, now he's disgusted by that. I, no, I, I saw Uncle Buck, but I didn't think it was funny. That was stupid. Huh? It was funny. It wasn't funny. It was stupid. It was not. It was stupid. I like the Breakfast Club because that was kind of dark, and that was, you know, that gra- that came out the year I graduated high school, so that was cool. It got you in your feels. <laughs> bender, I was Bender. I used to light when I first started smoking. I used to light my cigarette off the toe of my shoe, off the toe of my sneaker. It's like Bender. 
That's who I was. I was dark and weird. You did Captain Crunch sandwiches with the pixie stick? Yeah, I was dark and weird. No, I was doing other things by that time. <laughs> People are really calling up. They're upset that I haven't seen that damn movie, The Great Outdoors. Why would I just, it's not one of the, I've never seen a Porky's movie. I've never seen a Police Academy movie. I haven't seen any of the Police Academy movies. I thought there was insipid. Again, the he- head shake from Chris. Because I remember when I said, many, many, and you looked at me like... Because I didn't know what the hell you're... T- what's that from? That was Police Academy. I've never seen it. Never seen it. But I would watch obscure crap that nobody else liked, like The Buc- Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai was one of my favorite movies. But nobody got that. That movie tanked at the box office because it was so weird. And I watched that and laughed my ass off. <laughs> But, like, anything that had anybody from Saturday Night Live in it, I usually didn't watch. You know what I mean? If it had an alum from Saturday Night Live in it, I didn't want it. I didn't have any interest in it. Many Adam Sandler movies I've never seen because I don't think he's very funny. And I get sick of watching him tongue-kiss Drew Barrymore. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you're creeping me out, man. That dude just makes what I call vacation movies now. You know what I mean? He makes movies because he wants to go hang out someplace with his buddies. And they make a freaking movie while they're doing it. All right. Uh, that's the show. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer. Dennis Foley. And, of course, my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.